minute, 10 minutes past two, and you're listening to the one, two, three show with me, Sadia Osmani. It's National Children's Day in Hong Kong today, and this is a great opportunity to highlight some of the great work going on in the city to support children from diverse backgrounds. Now, language is a key component to future success, confidence, and empowerment. And IBEL, a local Hong Kong charity, has made it their mission to provide high-quality Chinese language support to underprivileged non-Chinese speaking communities. Manoj Dhar is a, the co-founder of IBEL and joins me today together with two IBEL students, Smitri Rai and Christian Sabah. And they're, both, they're all on Zoom at the moment. First of all, let me just say hello to Manoj and to all of you, actually. Good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon to you. Hello. Well, lovely to have you here. Manoj, first of all, let me just uh, talk to you first. Now, for people who are not familiar with IBEL, tell me exactly what it is that you do, you know, uh, how are you helping kids? Um, see, broadly speaking, we are uh, trying to tackle the educational marginalization or the edu educational inequality which happens due to the uh, requirement of learning the Chinese language. So uh, the, the points of delivery at this particular point in time are not entirely inclusive and equitable. So what our education centers and our learning centers do are providing that support, providing that cultural and that immersive environment for these children so that they can come in every day after their school and you know just, just get comfortable with the language and not feel intimidated with it because it is, Cantonese learning is crucial. Mm -hmm. So, so from our side, it's it's not just the academic side of it, but also providing a very very holistic uh, support system for the kids. So there's a lot of in classroom academic oriented um, inputs and a lot of out of classroom experiential learning environment which we provide to our children over the two centers. So give me an example. So for instance, if there is a, a child who doesn't speak Cantonese and is in a normal school, then Basically, how does it work in terms of they come to you and then they try and improve their language? So tell me, you know, give me an example. If I am, if I have a child who is not is not able to speak Cantonese, how would it work? How do they come to IBEL? What do you what do you do then? Sure. Uh, thanks. That's a very you know uh, insightful question. I think what uh, one has to understand two things. One is the concept of learning the language and the other is the concept of learning in the language. Mm -hmm. So one is the challenge of teaching them the language as it is Chinese. But then the other thing is that a lot of subjects like maths and general studies are being taught via the root of that language. So these children finish their schooling or even when they don't have school, they have holidays, they come in and our student teacher ratio is basically one is to three, one is to four. Mm -hmm. And the kid comes in five days to us. And, and our teachers work very, very closely with them, basically uh, providing them the constant input in terms of conversational and in terms of colloquial language usage so that the child uh, releases the fear of, oh, this is not a language I can deal with or I don't understand what the other person is saying. So that's the entire concept. The concept is providing a nurturing, caring, inclusive, and as far as possible an equal learning environment so that there is no concept of fear or being intimidated by a language. So holistically and spiritually speaking, that is the concept, that is the pedagogy. Mm -hmm. And we try various ways and means uh, mm -hmm. through which we achieve. OK, 
Okay. Well, I'll come back to you later and ask you a, a little bit more about Ibel itself. But let me just move on to Smithri. Um, Smithri, you're 12 years old. And um, tell me a little bit about your, you know, when did you join Ibel? Uh, I think I joined Ibel about like two years ago. Um, I got introduced to it by a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, yeah, and, that's and how I joined. And what did you find? I mean, why did you come to Ibel? What were you hoping to get out of it? Um, maybe improve a- academically, but I also got to meet more people and became more social. Mm-hmm. And and were you like when you were at school, were you having issues with the whole thing about the language in that, you know, did you feel a little bit that your Cantonese perhaps wasn't as good as others and you could do with a little bit more help? Yeah, I did. So how did, how did you find, did it improve like once you came to Ibel? What sort of things did you do to... Uh, you find that it improved it. What kind of exercises were you doing? So uh, the teachers like give you some worksheets and I can also like talk to them and ask them about questions. They also have like some activities. So that also helps learning and makes it more fun. So yeah, that basically helps me learn a bit more Chinese. So, I mean, you've been there for, it's been about, what, 2020 you started. So it's not been too long, but I mean, the improvement, do you think that things have changed for you since? Yeah. How, how would they, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel more confident? Do you feel happier? Yeah, I do. Because when I, when I didn't join IBL, uh, I when my mom asked me to go buy stuff for her mm-hmm. and I had to speak in Chinese, I was like, no, 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 no. But now I'm more confident I can just go and buy stuff by myself. Yeah, that that makes a huge difference. I mean, I must admit, you know, I've been in Hong Kong for five years now and I'm absolutely terrible because I still can't get the minibus to stop. <laughs> and, I, and then I, you know, because it's about confidence, isn't it? So, so are you feeling like that your pronunciation and things like that have improved because you've had this exposure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me move over to Christian. Christian, hello to you. Uh, Christian, tell me, how old are you? 11. Okay. And so how long have you been coming to Ibel? How long? About one year. Uh And what made you came? What made you come along to it? Was it somebody who recommended it or did you find out about it through your parents? Mm, We were just looking for a tuition because my old tuition was closed. Mm-hmm. So we have to find another one. And and was language a problem for you? Did you find that, like, you know, you needed a bit of help with the language side of things? Mm, no, not really. Okay. So so what do you think? I mean, for instance, you've come to Ibel, and if I said, no, no, you, uh, Ibel's not going to be around anymore. But uh, so what do you think? What is it that you get out of it that you enjoy the most? Learning more Chinese. Learning? Chinese. More Chinese. Oh, right. Okay. And how, um, I mean, when, they, when they're teaching you, because I, I always find that, like, you know, if I was learning, and I, I'm, as I said, you know, it takes confidence to do it. But it's a matter of how you teach. So how are you learning it? Is it through just the workbooks or what are you doing? Workbooks and worksheet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you've got other kids there too who are speaking at the same time? 
No. <laughs> okay. Well, I think maybe I should have asked the questions in Chinese. Maybe it's <laughs> all right. Okay, Manoj, tell me, you know, how many students go through your doors each year? Um, see, for us, uh, it's it's a daily relationship. So every child who comes in must come in and learn with us five days a week. So from that perspective, we have, uh, well, before we, you know, the current pandemic set in, we had like 252 kids who walk in and out throughout the day and different sessions across our two learning centers. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's that's the number we are looking at, two hundred fifty-two. And and the pandemic has it had? Uh, I've heard that you have actually managed to stay open and provide your classes sure. throughout this time. So, sure. uh, how have you managed to do that? Uh, see, Sadia, it's it's been uh, challenging, and it's been challenging since December two zero one nine. So, in the initial stages, it wasn't. Uh, we had to pivot and adapt and adopt. But but now, I think we by and large mastered the thing. So what we do is that, of course, you know, kids are not allowed in, but the parents visit us almost every alternate day. So they come in and uh, and our tutors are always there. Our teachers are always there and they're helping them download homework. The school have provided such and, and the parents are able to take the learning material back home, come back to us two days, three days later. Our teaching staff corrects it. So the entire concept is that you have to keep the relationship and you have to keep the discipline and you have to keep the cycle and the practice with the children going. And so that's that's how we are keeping uh, things going. And and you know our centers have always been welcoming and always been accessible to the parents, whether it was social unrest or whether it was uh, you know COVID pandemic. Um, and and yeah, we 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 manage. So sometimes we are doing uh, Zoom classes for our students, mm-hmm. those of whom who have a bit of stable internet Wi-Fi at home, mm-hmm. and the others we walk around uh, in this manner. No, no, it's great work that you're you're doing. Um, can I go back to Smithy and just ask me? You know, what what would you like to do, Smithy, when you finish? What's your ambition? Do you have something in mind as to what you'd like to do in the future? Uh, yeah, I'd like to become an astronomer. Oh, because like my uh, cousin brother uh, is a dual major. He studies business and astronomy. So when I was younger, he like influenced me a lot and taught me about like stars and stuff. So I want to be an astronomer because of him. And would you like to um, be an astronomer here in Hong Kong or what you have visions that you want to move somewhere? What would you like to do? Maybe move somewhere because being an astronomer, being an astronomer and speaking in Chinese would probably be an issue. Well, um, well, why would it be an issue? Do you? I mean, if you you are saying that your Chinese has it obviously improved because you are talking with people now. I mean, compared to when you weren't at Ibel, then uh, it's probably changed quite a bit since you started at Ibel, hasn't it? Yeah, but I feel like I'd be more comfortable speaking in Chinese, and that'd be better to communicate with my work like friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And so do you do you feel at the moment that you still have a, um, a certain amount of improvement to go with your Chinese language? Yeah. And and do you feel sometimes at a bit of a disadvantage because because I, I certainly feel I, I can't speak the language at all, right? So, so you know, if I was going to go and, and do something, I, I'm at a, I can't say anything at all. <laughs> so, so, I mean, do you find that, 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 um, that, do you think that over time that will improve though, won't it? Because it's practice, isn't it? Yeah. And and you get that practice at Ibel. Yep, I do. <laughs> you do. All right. And also for you, let me go to Christian. Christian, what's your ambition? What would you like to do? Be a policeman. 
you want oh great so you'd like to be a policeman now um so again like you know the language thing uh, both of you would obviously like to be able to speak cantonese and be absolutely fluent with it but you, uh, your cantonese must have improved over time anyway hasn't it so um is that something that you when you become a policeman that is something that you would like to be able to communicate in yes <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. Thank you. I mean, it's it's really good. Now, tell me a little bit about your hobbies. When you're when you're not sitting there at Ibel practicing your Cantonese and making it better, Smriti, what are you doing in your spare time? Sometimes I read books. Uh, sometimes I play online games or read online. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, I do my homework, and sometimes I play a bit with my brothers and sisters. And have you found the whole pandemic thing quite a bit of a challenge? Because then you know you've not been able to see many people. Because schools, you've been doing all online classes, haven't you? Yeah, uh, sometimes uh, like it's hard to like pay attention to class because like sometimes like something's wrong with the Wi-Fi and I can't like really listen or hear. So and I can't really ask them like directly, and they can't really explain it to me that well online. So yeah. Mm. How about you, Christian? How have you found the whole online experience? That's very nicely. Very nice. Oh, very nice. You've liked it, have you? <laughs> yeah. You're you're quite happy. I mean, obviously, it'd be nicer if you could see your friends and and go to school. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah. All right. Okay, Manoj, let me just finish with you and just really ask you, you know, in terms of like, you, you've seen so many, obviously, you know, the kids are nervous as well, but you've seen so many students come and go into IBAL. Um, tell me, you know, what what really does it for you in terms of, you know, seeing these students go through this and actually learning the language? And, you know, in terms of prospects, how do their prospects change once they've gone through the system? Uh, see, uh, for us, from the first day, it was always about, you know, rolling up our sleeves and, you know, getting down and trying to do things which make a difference on a daily basis. So for us, every day is a small uh, victory when we see a six-year-old child being able to go through a kindergarten book in Cantonese, while the kid may not necessarily be able to uh, understand her or his native language which could be Urdu, uh, Tagalog, uh, Nepalese or whatever. So that's that's a massive uh, reassurance for us that, you know, what we are doing and the way we are nurturing the children into providing an equitable learning environment is working. And the kids are proving uh, what they've always uh, been trying to say, that they are smart enough, they're intelligent enough. So having that is a great sense of uh, accomplishment. Seeing our children from primary getting into good band one schools um, which is what we managed to achieve over the last summer, despite the COVID pandemic and everything else. Uh, that's a phenomenal, uh, you know, humbling experience for us. Seeing our children being able to smile and laugh and 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 still show that immense courage and mental fortitude despite the odds and despite all that's going around in the world, 
It's and, fantastic. And we are talking about, you know, we're talking about underprivileged children. This is like non-Chinese speaking communities. But at the end of the day, it is about children being on the same starting line, isn't it? Absolutely. And being Absolutely. able to do, to go forward. Like, you know, like if you, if Smithy wants to be an astronomer and, you know, Christian wants to be a policeman, then there should be no bars there in terms Absolutely. of further hurdles for them to go Absolutely. forward. And I, and I suppose to a certain extent, when you are talking about ethnic minority children, it's also for you, um, and I bet, is it about, giving them the confidence to tell them that actually their their background and their culture should not make a difference to them to be able to go forward. They should be equally this, treated. Yeah, Sadia, see, that's that's the thing. The kids don't have all these hang-ups. The mm. kids just come to themselves as kids. Yeah, yeah. And they just want to study and they just want to go and play and they just want to make friends and that's it. So their life and their world is very, very simple. It's, mm -hmm. it's unfortunately the elder lot or the older lot who complicate everything and there comes in stuff like ethnic majority, minority, NCS, NES and all this kind of thing. But but yes, you know, if they are given half the chance, uh, these kids are motivated. They are they are fantastically disciplined and, and they absolutely uh, they are they are never the ones to shirk or shy away that, oh, I don't want to learn this language and stuff like that. Well, They're they just have an extra that, thing, that, uh, an extra hurdle yeah. that they have to go through and that takes determination. Exactly. Um, Manoj, if I was going to finally just ask you, if I, I could ask you to have one wish, what would that wish be to make things easier for you? <laughs> uh, well, to, to make things easy for the children community uh -huh. and because it's children day, I think I think the most important thing is for the educators and the empowered lot to treat them with dignity, with respect, and, and give them the due credit, have absolute faith and trust and confidence in them. So, and, and, and that's about it. Give them the equal opportunity that's and right. they will absolutely outshine and, and outbet everything. Thank you. Okay, Christian, Smriti, Anod, thank you very much for talking to me today. And I wish you luck and, you know, we'll get some more updates from Ibel later on in the year. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.